Say what? Hello and welcome back. It's time for Say What, where we hear from those connected to the industry about what's going on in our world of electrical apprenticeship. And this includes the topics that you've been suggesting to us, so please keep those coming. I'm your host, Cindy Sandifer, and I am joined by Todd Stafford, the Executive Director of the Electrical Training Alliance. Get ready, because today is a very special day. We are speaking with some graduates of the Veterans Electrical Entry Program, or VEEP for short. We are excited to welcome CJ, Kyle, Victor, and David. Um, I do want to thank Victor, CJ, and Kyle for your service. Um, I, I want to Hopefully I'll do that more than once, but I want to thank you all so much for that. And I, I guess like, how do you, I, I'm not from the military, so I'm thinking, you know, how do you get to the electrical industry? How does that happen? CJ, I'll go ahead and start with you. How did you even get to the electrical industry? Uh, I was doing a transition uh, class from the military to now in the civilian world and uh this was a, a part of the program that i seen and just started looking into it <clears throat> i gave uh was a matt albert a call and i talked to him and then he talked to david and that's that's how i got into it i had no idea about it before until i got down to the school uh graduated the school and uh been like it ever since wow Okay, so it just it felt like more of a happenstance almost. Yeah, it, it just kind of uh, happened. I wasn't really looking for it or anything like that. Uh, it was just an opportunity that presented itself, and I went with it. Right, that's awesome. Uh, Kyle, what about you? Actually, it's a very uh, similar story. Um, but what happened is I was working with another organization out of Houston called Next Stop, and they had actually sponsored Quanta to come onto base to do their briefing. So I was looking for jobs, trying to see what I wanted to do before I got out. So I was going to every essentially hiring event and same thing. I talked to uh, Matt Albrecht. He was there. He gave the brief kind of sold me on like the helicopter work and uh, you know, all the electrical stuff that I could be doing to help other people. And so, you know, I interviewed with him. I went pretty well. I interviewed with David and same thing as CJ, just kind of what limited research I could find before I went to the school, just kind of dug in, learned about as much as I could. And then when I got to the school, I was actually very, very happy. It was a, it was a very good choice to get into this uh, electrical field. Seems like you were both sold once you, once you found it. I mean, that's, that's what it sounds like you're saying. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, I talk to a lot of the other apprentices and I, I always tell them like, this is, it's like America's best kept secret. It's like not a lot of people know about this job or even know what you do as a lineman. And if you can somehow, you know, somebody or you have a family member and you can get into this trade at 18, you'll be so well off and in, in such a good career path. And it, it, it is crazy how much, how little information there is about this career. 
and Kyle, we try to figure out why every day. We've been trying for 40 years, I know, to say quit being the best kept secret. We don't have that message yet, and people like you can help us get it out there. And that's what, exactly what we want people to say and is learn. Is we've got a lot of opportunities and excellent career paths for our veterans. Those are out of secondary education as well. So Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've got so many means of communicating now that we need to use those to get this out. And, David, they both mentioned you. And first of all, I want to thank you for your service um, as well to our country. And also, thank you for what you're doing for our veterans. It sounds like you're doing a tremendous job there. But it's been it's been a, a tremendous amount of fun for myself as well, because I, um, I came into this role uh, about four years ago. And um, and when we decided we were going to create a veterans program, um, and and I was going to get to have a, a, a integral part in in being involved in it, I was really excited. So I think um, with CJ and Kyle, the story they're telling about, you know, you're making that transition out of the military. That's one of those items where um, I, I don't know. It's a, such a common story. When I was getting ready to get out, I had the same thing, which is I don't know what I'm going to do now, but I don't want to do this anymore. And, and the, the dates are etched in stone because you know when you first enter the military what your exit date is going to be. And then as it approaches, it's suddenly this, uh-oh, what, what do I do, right? Um, um, it yeah. is. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a transition moment. And um, and the best thing that we can do is, is try to find these guys like Kyle and CJ and, um, and show them our industry. Right. Yeah, take off that. I would think it would feel overwhelming, you know, to think of that transition going from something you've been doing for however long um, and then stepping into something new. Yeah, without unknown, really, support and right. um, someone there to kind of help guide you. Victor, what about you? What's, what was your experience like? So for me, um, what got me into the electrical industry was actually a combination of my father and the military. Uh, the reason I say my father is because my father's been a residential framer for the past uh, 22 years. He currently still is. So growing up, he always told me, hey, look into electrical, look into electrical. And when I was 16, I didn't really, you know, I was 16, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But as soon as uh, I, around 18 years old, I was really looking into it. And I was actually going to start working residential electrician, but then shortly I had a change of heart and decided to join the military. Just me being 18 year old, fresh out of high school. Um, I did that similar to CJ and Kyle, uh, did the transitional readiness, but due to COVID it was all online. So I didn't really get to experience like all the career fairs and people coming in and giving us their uh, demonstration on all these different trades. So for me, they gave us like a list online and I went out of my way and I actually applied my last two months while I was in the service. Um, sorry, my last four months while I was in the service, I applied for a residential electrician course and I did that. And as soon as I completed that, I figured, I said, I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So then I called my uh, local uh, JTC and I asked them because their applications were closed at the time and they actually re referred me to Greg McMurphy and the rest from there was history. I started the VEEP course, and it was the best thing I've done. That's wonderful. And I, I yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking how great electrical was kind of already in your mind. It was something that was there. So where CJ and Kyle weren't even thinking about that, you had it, but you went off, went to, you know, went to the military, served, and then came back. And, you know, it was it was like, okay, now it's time. So that's 
I, I, I enjoy the difference. I guess the differences in your it's story. There's a difference there also in how they discovered our industry as well because um, having heard about our industry and knowing about it, he knew who to ask. And how do we get that message out to those who don't know? Just like talked to you know, CJ and Kyle earlier, that's how do we get that message out to the rest, to other masses of the veterans that might be looking for a career and what pathways we can use to choose that. Well, that's what we got to figure out how to do. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, Victor, you kind of touched on it, but I just you chose Veep um, because of the fact that applications were closed. Can you just expound a little bit, like what made you choose the Veep program? Uh, so not necessarily because applications were closed, because around that time frame, the, uh, the next applications opened up again in, in June, and I got out of the military in March. Well, yeah, I was, I was back home in January, but officially I was done in March. So if I really wanted to, I mean, I could I could have waited and applied like just how everyone usually does. But I wanted to do something different, and this program was new. I believe I was the second person to go through it, so I wanted to experience it. And I was looking at the like the outline of the objectives of it, and I felt like it meant like this is what I had to do to give me like get my foot actually in the door and experience what it's really about. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. You had. You could have just gone standard application, but decided, you know, to find more. Yeah. This connected with everything. Yeah. That you were CJ. What about what stood out to you about Veep? Um. It was a. It was just something different. Uh, Instead of just going through. That's the thing that these guys kind of touched on is unless you know somebody kind of in the industry you're not really going to know what's going on or what to do. So this kind of gives you that ability to resource and talk to people and understand what's going on. So that way they can give you the right information and guide you down the right path instead of just saying, Oh, just go and do this. and Don't worry about it. Kyle, is that kind of you on the same lines as to, to why Veep stood out to you? Um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, the biggest thing that, you know, Veep did for me is it, it got me a job right away. You know, having graduated Lazy Q, you know, I was able to direct entry into an apprenticeship where sometimes you get, uh, there's a couple of groundmen I've worked with that are waiting, you know, for, for months, you know, for their, for their, to get their chance. So me just being able to get my foot in the door and then having access to, Jason and David and and being able to ask all those questions I need to ask is is massive. Right. Yeah, connecting all these things, a career path and, you know, your service um, and, and then having someone that not only can network with, but almost this mentor, this guide through the process. I think that's I mean, that's a tremendous help. Equally as important to help somebody walk the pathway. Equally as important, no doubt. So thanks also to Greg and David both for that process. They both do for inside and outside apprentices through Veep. Yes, absolutely. And I was actually, we've got um, Greg McMurphy and Jason Ionelli joining. They're on our staff. And uh, I'd like to kind of ask you guys, what do you enjoy most about Veep? I'll come to you first, Greg. Um, it's, it's, a lot of it is just seeing the, the the feeling of people they're watching their stress go down i was trying to find a way how to say that just watching people's anxiety and stress go down once they're signed up and moving forward and realize they got a smooth glide path out instead of like wondering what am i going to do what am i going to do jason i think the best part for me 
is uh, one, getting to know all these applicants, all these veterans, one-on-one -on -one basis. You know, we spend a lot of time talking to them, how it's going to affect their family, what it can do, you know, the, the upsides, the downsides. And then, uh, you know, getting that call back saying, I'm all in. Or, hey, uh, I'd like to be a wireman. I want to be in the industry. What do you have the offer? Because um, we want them in the industry. I would guess the most satisfying thing for me, along with, I mean, I echo what Greg said, is graduation. You know, I'm down here this week to kick off, help David kick off the class and meet everybody. And graduation really hits me in the heart. You know, you get to see everybody's family, how proud they are. You know, nobody really understands what they go through in their military career because they keep that very close to their chest. And, you know, getting them to try and open up to talk about it is a struggle. Um, you know, me and David were just talking here this morning. I talked to the class yesterday and we're already getting emails like, I can't believe this is so awesome. You know, thank you for doing this for our veterans and people behind me, especially for my family. And I get worked up, you know, and graduation comes and you see their parents and their families and their brothers and their sisters or the kids here, how proud they are of them. You know, taking pictures with them on the pole, taking pictures of graduation. Um, it just, it, it works. It works, man. I'm going to piggyback on that with Jason because the, you know, um, I think Kyle, CJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of you guys were on terminal leave when you came here, correct? Yeah, I was. I had just got out like two weeks prior, like my EAS had just happened. Uh, so, you know, the, I mean, when these guys get here, they're, they're, they're wiping the grease paint off of themselves still. Right. And so they're, they're, they're in that transitionary moment in life. And then they go through some pretty intense uh, industry specific training. And then when they get through that training um, and at that graduation moment is, is where you, I think it's, it is, it's a, um, it's, it's a touching moment. It, it really makes you, um, uh, it makes you proud of them. It makes you proud of the industry that you're part of to give these guys uh, an opportunity like that. And, um, and then also you have a little bit of a parental moment where you kind of feel like you're letting a bird go, right. And hoping that it <laughs> doesn't get squished by the world. Uh, um, but uh, it, it is all it's, it's, it, it really, uh, it accomplishes a goal for the industry, which is getting qualified people into a great career. And at the same time, it, it, it fills a, uh, a pretty big spot in your heart, too. Yeah. Actually, it's no doubt it's a life-changing moment that's there, and I've been there as well witnessing that. It's, it's well worth the time and effort to see, so outstanding. And transitions are just tough. I mean, you, yeah. we all experience them in different ways. It could be our personal life, professional, um, and it is. It's, it's tough, and especially when it feels new, unknown, when you feel like nobody's been there before or there's nobody with you at least that has some commonality. And I love to hear how we're able to bridge that gap and, and have someone alongside you the entire time. And I'm thinking, Victor, I'm going to come back to you. Like, what's it been like transitioning to electrical work like to from military to apprenticeship and electrical work uh to be honest it's, it wasn't that really that difficult because i was like i said i was fresh out of the military so for me right now i'm waking up at four in the morning just to get to the job site it's not that much different for me waking up at four in the morning when i was in the military mm -hmm. um first thing we do when we get to the job site is we do stretch and flex that's same thing like the military first thing you do when you wake up is you go exercise do uh, physical training um 
Mm-hmm. If you reference military to uh, electrical work, like you can imagine you're, the blueprints you have is the same thing as, as a map. Like you do that when you do land navigation, stuff like that. So for me, the transition hasn't been uh, too difficult in the sense of the structure. I believe I there's more of a challenge when it comes to the work because it's a completely different uh, line of work. But I mean, it's an apprenticeship and I, the best way to learn is from your mistakes. Exactly. The structure is the same. The work part is what we're supposed to take care of. Exactly right. Yeah, that shouldn't be something you're having to even mm-hmm. think about. We should right. be training and, and doing that part. Kyle, your transition from military to apprenticeship and electrical work? It's, it's pretty similar, um, especially because I came from working in small six-man teams. Um, so going to a crew, it's, it's pretty much very similar. Yeah, you have um, you have your senior guys, your your journeymen that you listen to, you look for guidance and everything, and then you're just kind of wor- worried about focusing on doing the right task, doing what you're told, and making sure you do it in a timely manner. And everyone comes together, and everyone works well. So it's it's if you like working in small teams and getting a a really good job done and feeling like a sense of accomplishment, um, it's definitely where you need to be. And it's very, very similar to the military. So feeling that sense of, of it being rewarding, it sounds like, you know, going from one to the other. CJ, I'm gonna throw the same question at you. Yeah, just to, I mean, what Kyle said and what you said, there, the one big thing that I've noticed a lot of guys getting out is they're trying to find that same type of connection between what they're doing to what they're about to do. So helping people is one big thing that we do in the military. So how am I going to be able to find a job that actually do the same thing and still get the same reward out of it? So that, that, that's a big one that I see structure wise is it's the same stuff. I mean, once you have that structure, it's always going to be, but once you actually get into the field and start learning about all the different types of equipment and names and start going through all your schoolwork, it kind of, it's kind of a gut check to see if you actually really want to do it. And if you don't, you're going to know right away. But if you do, you're going to just be perfectly fine with it. And when you're working with all these other guys, uh, you meet some other veterans too, and you kind of just, you kind of click with them. And then you start building off of that. And then some of those worries about how, am I going to fit into this? Uh, Am I going to be able to fit in with this crew and stuff like that? They kind of go out the window. So the transition for me is that it hasn't been bad at all. It's actually been relatively uh, easy and pleasant from the military to this now. CJ, it's good to hear that. And I worry about all of our veterans. And you all spoke to about the moment that, sir, when you're leaving the military to come into the career, civilian life, and a career pathway you chose. It's, it's hard for our industry to understand that pathway sometimes. And we're, we're struggling to learn that and how to help because I recognize the fact is, is I put myself in those shoes. It's like us working ourselves out of a job, not having a hiring hall to go to to get the next job. Where are we going to go? And we're trying to step in and give you that pathway so you can see that. So that's where we need your help. That's what we want to talk to people about, get your experiences, what we did right, what we did wrong, and how we can improve that pathway for you and the rest. Definitely. Yeah, because that's the goal. I mean, if we're not listening to you, the person who's experiencing all of this, then then we're going to get it wrong just about every time. Um, so I'm curious, CJ, I'll come back to you. The Your favorite part. What's your favorite part of this new career that you're embarking on? Uh, every day is new. Not one day is the same. So that, that's nice. It's nice to get away from some of the monotonous stuff that I've done in the past. And doing something new every day keeps your mind going, keeps you thinking. 
Uh, you always have to come up with new solutions and stuff like that. And it's rewarding. I mean, I got put on a crew during Hurricane Laura. And the, when I went out there, I seen people with no power or anything like that. And when we started turning everybody's power back on, they just thank you. They were just happy to have those lights back on. And that was something that, that that's a reward that I'll never forget. That was my first experience with being out in the field. And I'll take that with me for the rest of my life. It's, it's, yeah, it's empowering. It's, I think Jason talked about it kind of hits you hard to know that you're, you're making this difference. And you may not have thought about that. You know, when you say, I'm going to do electrical work, it, the first thought might not be, I'm going to be helping people. I'm going to be making a difference in someone's lives. I might even be saving lives, um, you know, in, in this work I do. And that may not always be forefront, but I could imagine that is certainly one of the best parts about it. Kyle, your best, best experience, best thing you, favorite part? Uh, so far, my favorite part has just been being able to use my knowledge and that kind of that click moment when you understand what's going on and you don't have to ask too many questions and you, you kind of just fall into that groove and you're like, got it. I know what's happening next. You know, I, I know what needs to be done now. I'm finally two steps ahead instead of catching up. So I, I mean, I, I love those moments when you're just like, all right, got it. I, I learned something. It's making sense. Everything's clicking. You know, let's, let's push. Let's, let's do this thing. Um, so I've had a couple of those moments, you know, especially because I start off in transmission, which, you know, we do learn in the lazy queue, but it's not a huge focus. So, and then doing transmission out in Florida, there's some, some different things, especially with digging holes and stuff like that. So, it's just nice learning the process and being able to continue to further my education while getting paid. So that that's awesome. I, I That's one of my favorite things I think about apprenticeship and how it works is being able to connect what you're learning to what you're doing um, in, in the moment and you're getting paid for it, right? You're actually, you've started your career. Um, and Kyle spoke, spoke of it directly, what you're trying to get to get to where you're ahead of the game. You understand, you anticipate the needs, which means you're learning the process, which is yeah. exactly where you want to be. Right. Victor, favorite part? Uh, my favorite part, hands down, is working with my hands. Like, I, I love that. Um, the only thing is when I get to work with different journeymen because you get to pretty much see how they work and you get to take what you like. And then when you work with many different journeymen, then you take what you like and pretty much is going to set you up and, and mold you. Um, another thing I like is uh, when you get there at the beginning of the project, you see how far it's come to the very end and you just get like a sense of accomplishment and pride because you look and you're like, okay, I got here when this building was almost nothing was here. And then towards the end, you see how long it's came and just sense of accomplishment. I've heard a lot of people um, from our industry talk about that, that you can drive around a neighborhood, you know, and look and see, you know, your fingerprints on things and that's um i mean that i don't i can't even imagine the the pride um that you would feel in in being able to do that and you for you years to come you never forget where you went where the projects you worked on you always remember so. yeah so we know electrical work isn't for every service member um because we are different we all we all like different things we all have different skill sets but what are some important things you would want to highlight if there's a service member who's considering veep cj what would you tell them um, well, you got to be open-minded. Like everybody understands that, uh, whatever level you're at before you're not there anymore. 
that's that's one of the biggest things is guys can't correlate to going back down to the bottom from being at the top. So it's kind of a big adjustment. So that's that's one of the things I would tell them. But and another one would be just just be open minded about everything. You're going to learn a lot of stuff real fast. So it's going to be thrown at you. But don't think you're just going to get left behind. You're, you're going to get there no matter what. It just takes time with everything else. You just got to be patient with it and keep working at it and keep practicing everything. Patience. It's one of those things. What does they say? Don't ask for it. Cause if you ask for it, what you get is the experience to make you patient. Um, you know, like that's why I don't ask for patience, but, um, no, I mean, that's really important to like, don't give up, you know, that it's just cause you don't get something right away. Doesn't mean that's the end. You know, if that's something someone wants to do, what would be your advice to that service member um, looking at Veep, Kyle? What would you tell them? Um, you definitely have to <clears throat> stay like positive mentally um, when you're doing this because sometimes you're going to get put in situations. I went from a crew where I was doing a lot of things, digging holes, setting poles, um, doing normal transmission, but now I'm on the 500 line out here in Florida, but I'm on a material crew, you know, and I was kind of bummed for a little bit, but then I have to, you know, you got to find the positives, you know, with each crew and each job you're doing just because you may not be on a line crew right now. Doesn't, doesn't mean you're worth any less or you're not doing a good job. It's just, you were put in a position where they needed you. So it is your responsibility to do the best as you can in that position. So just, stay mentally strong look for the positives there's there's all they're always there you're always getting hours you're still getting paid so just do the best you can learn the material and just push forward finding the positives in this job is going to make your life a lot easier absolutely and i mean i think gosh you know kyle i'm like i don't do this job that you're talking about and yet i think that advice works for me um, in, in everything that I do. So I, I appreciate that. And the looking at it, I remember, um, being at, I was at a JTC and, you know, had an apprentice, newer apprentice come in and was complaining basically about having to dig ditches and just, you know, I came in this to do electrical work. Why am I digging ditches? And that's part of electrical work, you know, but you don't, again, you don't think about that. Um, you have certain images in your head of what you're going to be doing. And so, you know, being able to tell that person about the patience and the understanding of, hey, you know, this is a part of it so that as you grow, you're going to know everything, you know, yeah. top to bottom. Our industry is not unlike others as well as that. Um, apprentices are tested. They're, they're pushed, they're tested, they see how committed you are. And once you show and pass that test and show them commitment, you're in for life, what it gets down to. But you will be asked. You'll be asked to do some different things. I was. We all are asked to do things we just don't really enjoy, don't have that fun day. But you got to, as it was said, keep a positive attitude. It's going to get better. Yeah. And once you pass that test, you're there. So. There's very few. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no. I, was, I don't know uh, Victor's story, but, uh, you know, Kyle and CJ were both, uh, um, you know, non-commissioned officers in the uh, military. And for me, I, I was, um, you know, I, when I was 30 years old, I was one of the oldest guys in the room. Right. It, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, I, I had 10 years and a couple of combat deployments underneath my belt. And then you exit the military and then come into the civilian world. And suddenly you're like, oh, you know, well, look, young man, why don't you go sit over there? And so it, that that is an aspect of, um, of, of of that transition as well. But 
we also all appreciate, I know I do, and I, I know Kyle and CJ do as well, that while you had a lot of responsibility in your old position, you're kind of restarting your training again, right? And so now you're trying, you, you may have been a leader in the past, but now you have to be a follower again. And uh, that is a, a part of it that I'm happy to, to also hear Kyle and CJ say that they understand that aspect of it, but that's an adjustment, you know? It is. And I, and I think there's very few career paths out there where you love every single thing you do. I mean, there's almost all of us experience. There's that one task that, you know, is annoying or tedious or whatever it may be, but it's just a part of the job. And so these moments that we're speaking about, yeah. you know, they're and part I'm, of the and job. I'm picking up on David's comments as well here about it. It is it's an overemphasized point of when you're in the military, you have the responsibilities on you that are so much more important than what we have in a lot of ways. And all of a sudden that's gone. You don't have that anymore. You, it's like you lose part of yourself when that happens, which I don't want to have that feeling there, but I can understand what he's saying. So something else we can work on. Right. Absolutely. Victor, coming to you on what you would, the advice you would give to someone thinking about coming into the VEAT program. Uh, so the advice I'd give to any veteran trying to come to the VEAT program would be don't be afraid of change. Uh, I have a lot of buddies who were interested in coming into the electrical field, but they told me that they have no construction experience or no hand tool experience, anything like that at all. So that kind of stopped them. But I just told them, hey, don't even worry about it. Like, you don't need any experience to join. Everything is taught on the job, and it's on the job training for a reason. So what I would say is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of change. Give it a shot. Um, you know if it's for you the moment you start doing it. Uh, another thing I would add to that is that the structure is already there. So it's already built into pretty much every service member. So if they did perfectly fine in the military, I'm sure they'll do excellent in the beach program. I love what you said. I loved being able to say that to someone who was inquiring about the apprenticeship is, well, how much experience do I need? What do I have to know? And being able to say nothing. Absolutely Just give nothing. us your commitment to work. Give us your yeah. commitment to work, and we'll teach you the rest. That's it. Right. So much more about the attitude with which you come more than any kind of skill set that you already have. Um, so we, Todd mentioned this. We, we want to make this program everything it should be and continue to make it better. I know that's true of Jason and David and Greg. And so what advice are you giving us? You know, we had you give advice to the person considering coming into VEAT, but what would you tell us to help? us better serve those that are transitioning to civilian life and a career in the electrical industry. Kyle, what do you, what should we know? I, I think the biggest thing is just getting the information out there. Like if you can sponsor, you know, people getting on base and meeting these people face to face while they're transitioning, it will, it will be massive. It, it, you will reach so many more people than um, like, doing cold calls or, you know, cause then people get to, to see you face to face and they get to talk to you and they get to ask you specific questions. Um, and then, you know, they feel comfortable cause you're, you're in their territory, you know, you're on, you're on their base, they're comfortable, you know, and I think that would, that would be a huge, huge help. That, I mean, that seems, it's, it's almost so practical. You don't think it's, like, oh, yeah, it is that come to come to someone where they're comfortable, um, where they feel safe and bring someone who's been where they are, you know, and then that's just another level of comfort and understanding. That's really good. CJ, what what should we know? I mean, Kyle pretty much said you, you got to be able to go and relate to them. And one thing that we all know is knowledge is power. 
And most people don't know about this, so they don't have the knowledge of it. If I'd have known about this when I was 18, I probably would have done it, <clears throat> gotten into this field, but I didn't. Just being able to understand what's going on and what's out there, that's that's the biggest thing. So if you're able to, like Kyle said, sponsor something or anything like that and go there and present yourself and be like, this is the type of program that we have that you guys might be interested in, and then just pretty much go step by step and say, this is how it's laid out. This is what you're going to learn. These are things you can expect and stuff like that. You'll get a you'll get a lot more people interested than just not even knowing what's going on. And and like I said, knowledge is power. We and all of us in the military know that we, we got a plethora of knowledge that we know. But now that we're leaving, we don't really know anything. And again, so we're trying to learn that all over again. So that outreach element, getting out there and and. And like, putting it out there, like being transparent. Out, but not necessarily us. We need someone who's done it to show, show the experiences. Yeah, because then you kind of add trust is here's the outreach portion. And then here's the person that can tell you because they've been they've actually been there. Yeah, someone that's gone through the program that has done it and then can very, just vouch for it. Like this, I did it. This is what it did for me. And it's it's exactly what they say it is. Right. Yeah, because we're selling our own product, if you will. We need it to be someone who's actually experienced it. Um, and, I, and I will tell you us. this. You know, when you hear about the Lazy Q and everything they offer, it does sound too good to be true. It really does. You know, and so like, but if you have someone standing there like, no, that's true. I have the tools. I have the paychecks. I have the experience to show bring, you that, yeah, it, it's, real. it's real. Yeah, bring a couple of pay stones with you. Victor, it's an education. I'm sorry, Victor. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I think CJ and Kyle were just right on the spot. I feel like the best way to do it is to reach out to like the local military base and actually get sponsored. And it's it's kind of hard because for us, when I did transitional readiness seminar, uh, they don't really harp too much on the trade. It's mostly like getting into like private security sectors, um, just stuff like that. It doesn't really dive into trades. So I think if you can get on the same page with like a local military base and they can actually sponsor it and support you guys and actually are willing to send their dudes to the course then i think that'd be really beneficial and then like uh cj was mentioning if an actual beef graduate was to be there and pretty much explain everything they went through and they can hear it from an actual veteran i think that'd be where it's at right so so yeah i mean it really i hear it the outreach the trust factor of having that person that's been there. David, I was going to ask you for some final thoughts. So whatever you were going to say, and then if you could just let us know, kind of recap on this. Absolutely. I think education on all sides of the, of the fence are, 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 are what's needed to, you know, to continue to grow this. So, you know, it, it's an education portion going on those installations, doing that recruiting. Um, and we have a uh, another veteran actually who is a VEEP graduate who uh, who does do recruiting for us on our on the military installations, but you know I mean it, it, he's one guy right and there are uh, you know at least twenty major military installations in the continental United States and it's kind of hard to hit all of them, um, so you know so that's an aspect of it. But then it's education in our industry as well. So you, you take, you, you find this young person, we educate them about what their opportunities are. We bring them into the trade, uh, we train them. And then as they, as they exit as well, it's education to our industry about this is, this is who this person is, where they came from, 
and what they did for for our country and also what they're trying to accomplish you know these guys are, are motivated they're intelligent they want to work hard um you know they just need an opportunity and so we're trying to give them that opportunity and we're trying to get them into it um and give them you know the, the best thing we can do is have a clear fight path from education and transition through to training and into the trade and and the, the the straighter we make that road the better and the more successful will be for them and for us absolutely jason do you have anything you want to add as we're closing out no i agree with uh everything that all the comments put by our veterans and you know it's it's been a struggle and, and we hear them but this is a relatively new program and like david said there's only so many people that could do it we're thinking about different ways that we can accomplish that task on base and get the word out even more. And I think, um, I think the graduates do a great job as well. Cause you know, me, David and Madison, we interview all the time. And one of our questions is how'd you hear about it? Mm -hmm. Well, my buddy graduated, blah, 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 blah. Or I went to a local union and, you know, business rep said something, I found you online and went to Airstreams. The word is really getting out there. Um, and I like the commitment, you know, like CJ, Kyle and Victor, once they're here, they commit and they're all in. And that's what we really like to see. Getting that Lance Corporal underground to find out about it is, uh, <laughs> is the best way to do this. Greg? The struggle is too, oh. I'm sorry. No, go. Um, you know, talking with David since he built this program, it's a struggle to even get on bases, mm -hmm. you know, because most don't, even know like everybody coming, nobody knows about this trade. Um, that's the hardest part. And then there's, you know, we do a lot, we get a lot of applicants from like the Alaska base and it's multidiscipline. And some of the disciplines are like all in, send me what you need and we'll prove it. And now this week, you know, through our orientation yesterday, we have students coming up. Here's a contact on this base. Here's a contact on this base. So on and so forth, because they're going home and telling them the story. And, um, you know, that's what we like. Uh, you know, you, I would have told you that there was, you just call 1-800-United States military and say, Hey, I want to recruit guys and hire them. And it's not that easy to do. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slog to get through it. And then the other thing, when we talk about local installations that are near any of the JTCs or near any of the locals, um, you know, Kyle, you were in California and you're from, or, you know, or North Carolina, right? I mean, guys are, are not based at where they're from too. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, you know, people are, it's, it's a nationwide thing. People are transitioning out of, an, of a, a military installation, maybe on the other side of the world and trying to get to uh, back home or back to their part. It, it's, it takes all of us to do that. Um, a definite commitment from the entire industry. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. I was in my head thinking about what like CJ and Kyle and Victor have said. It's it's the patience, the persistence and commitment on our part. It's we need to do what what you're doing essentially when as we're working on this is to take those uh, core values that you're uh, using to get through the program and, and put them to work for you um, and for your fellow service members. Greg, I didn't want to forget you there. Um, last but not least. What are your, well, your I, thoughts? Would throw, I would throw in that uh, we are serving two classifications of our industry right now inside wireman and lineman and we're and we're using three pathways so there's there are 
there's something for many service members in in that mix, right? We have uh, on the inside program, we have both in-person training and we also have online curriculum available. So it makes it pretty flexible for people as they transition out, as you mentioned, uh, people coming from around the world. I've um, had people finish up a course in the Ch South China Sea on deployment. So it's really, there's a lot of opportunity. I would just encourage uh, service members if they come across this or if they're passing the word to their buddies that there's a lot of different opportunities. Um, take a look at what we've got. Absolutely. Even within that road that we've paved, um, there's so many different pathways that you can take and still have that support and, and commitment from us. I thank you. I thank you to David and Jason and Greg for what you're doing. Um, and certainly, again, thank you to CJ, Kyle and Victor for your service, your time, um, your commitment to this program. And I, I don't think we're done <laughs> asking for your help. Um, We're not done yet. We thank you for the trust you have in us. Let us give us this chance. Just teach us how to do it better, and we'll find the next veteran to come along behind you. Absolutely. So thank you all so very much. Thank you. Yeah, no, really. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed that. I enjoy all these. I shouldn't just, but I really enjoyed talking with them, hearing their experiences, feeling like we're making a difference. Um, yeah, that's the difference. We are making a difference. Even though we're, we're fumbling our way through it sometimes, I feel, because I was trying to get the message to the veterans and it's not because we don't want to. We want to get it out. We want to give the message out. We're just having to learn the process to where we can be trusted to give the message. And I think it's rightfully so. You don't want any message just to be given to our veterans transitioning out that doesn't have a proven track record. Okay, so let's prove ourselves. And we'll, we'll get that message out. It'll continue to grow, and we'll continue to find ways to improve it, no doubt. And one of the biggest things that stood out to me about meeting this today was just that. I'll talk, meet, meeting our veterans today on our, our uh, podcast and the conversations we just shared with them was one thing is that yeah there's the passions there they want to be here you can tell that which is all I ever asked for for any apprentice myself included as an apprentice to get the passion and the commitment the right attitude you mentioned uh, then yeah we can teach you success I mean that's, that's what it gets down to and they have that all right so now let's, let's grow on that let's find out how we can grow on that because I learned that from this conversation which we were intuitively knowing already uh, about using their talents their ex expertise their experience on how we get the next group come through our programs yeah that's yeah the the ability to to help people in this period of transition but then to know that they want to reach back out and help us to help others like them and i just it's this really no, beautiful this brotherhood, circle this yeah. brotherhood sisterhood we belong to is not uh it's not the same as military but it's not unlike either i mean you're taking care of your brother and your sister when you're working the same thing where it goes and they recognize they succeeded all right let's show the next person how to succeed right yeah one family to another you're just transitioning families if you will um, so it's nice to be a part of that. Thanks so much to our guests, uh, CJ, Kyle, and Victor, and of course, David and Jason and Greg. Um, big thanks as always and, uh, and always and always and always to the listeners. We, we do this for you and we thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, remember, we want to hear from you. So if there's topics that you think we need to cover, send us an email to say what at electricaltrainingalliance.org. Our next episode is going to be in December, where we are going to look back at 2021 and look at what lies ahead in 2022. Until then, stay connected with us through our newsletters, blog posts. Be sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and go ahead and tell somebody about it. Stay powered up, and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.